Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Okay, I have to ask you, have you ever said or did something But here we're talking about said something that you regret or you don't really mean when you are angry. Yes, you have. And I know you have. And I have especially as well. And I want to talk to you about this today. So this episode is going to be about how to control your tongue when you feel angry. Because Bible tells us that There's so much power in our tongue. We can literally destroy a person with our tongue. It is not wrong or sinful to feel angry, but it is sinful to make hurtful actions towards yourself or others when you are angry. The problem with anger is not the actual emotion of feeling angry, but the problem is that oftentimes humans, because of our sinful nature, we say and do things that we regret and that are sinful when we are feeling angry angry. And I'll explain to you why that is actually happening in our brain and what can you do. I remember listening in church when I was a kid, be angry and do not sin. And nobody taught the how. And even in our church, uh, the one we attend in Florida, actually, we had a guest speaker this past Sunday and he was talking about anger and unrighteous anger. And he was talking about how when anger dwells in us, it can even lead to murder. There's Bible stories of individuals, like even the two brothers, the first two brothers on this earth, anger led to murder, that uncontrollable anger. Now we're not talking about anger like that here, but we're talking about like anger when you're so furious and angry and so upset that you say things that you regret to your children and to your spouse. That's what we'll be talking about here today. And what can you do, especially as a Christian, to control that tongue? Because there's so much power in it and you want to use that power wisely. My friend, I want to let you know that if this is you, if you notice that you are saying and doing hurtful and damaging things to your children and to your spouse that you never thought you would, maybe your husband is saying, I want my loving wife back. Maybe your kids are scared of your anger. Maybe you're scared of your own anger because it's getting that bad my friend 
I want to let you know you don't have to stay there. I promise you there is a better way to do motherhood. You were not chosen to be a mom. By the way, you were chosen by God to be a mom. These kids were gifted to you. You were not chosen to do this job to feel like you're failing at it day in and day out. Sometimes we need some extra support and guidance. And I promise you there's a better way on the other side to do parenting and to be a mom towards your children. It's possible for you to be kind and loving and understanding and compassionate and patient. And I will explain a little bit today why we're experiencing that anger to begin with. And we'll go deep into it, my friend. I just want to let you know if this is something you're struggling with, I'm here for you. There's a link in the show notes to book a a clarity call with me and you can get on a call with me and see if my coaching container is a perfect fit for you because there's a way out. There's hope for you, my friend. Okay, mama. So what is going on? What is going on in our brain that we say and do things that we regret later. So I explain this a lot on other podcasts when I guess, but I haven't talked about on it about it on my podcast in a while. So we have three different parts of our brain that help us deal with emotions. You and I are in our thinking brain right now. It's right behind our forehead and it helps us stay calm and collected. This is the part of the brain that is fully developed when you are in your mid-20s. It helps you make logical problem-solving choices. It is rational. This is what helps you stay calm. You are in this part of the brain when you feel safe, okay? So when you feel safe physically, mentally, emotionally, you are in your thinking part of the brain. When there's some sort of threat, it could be a real threat or a perceived threat, you first shift to your emotional part of the brain, which is right in the center of your brain. When you shift there, it shuts off your thinking brain. The thinking brain goes offline. And when you are in your emotional part of the brain, you experience more intense emotions and it comes out in your words, not your behavior yet, but your words. And and what I mean by that, it comes out in like attitude, frustrating tone, agitation, feeling snappy, disrespectful. When you are in that feeling part of the brain, you only see your perspective. You don't see how anyone else could be possibly right. You only see your perspective and you want to push your agenda and your perspective. You you feel very disrespectful, you feel agitated, annoyed, triggered. Um, This is when you're just getting that frustration. It's building up, right? Like your kids are annoying you, they're in your way or whatever it might be. And then when the stress builds up enough, when there's enough threat to your brain, and that could be caused by sleep deprivation, hunger, overstimulation, messy house, not enough support, overwhelmed, stressed out, like add all the issues, kids fighting, all these things. When all those stressors build up enough and it leads you to shift to the survival part of the brain, which is right in the back of your skull. (laughs) It's like, you know, at the base of the brainstem. And so when you are in that part of the brain, that is when it comes out in your behavior, okay? In your physical actions. This is when you feel completely out of control. 
Okay. This is where you physically want to hurt somebody. This is where you are to the point where you just want to destroy things or you completely shut down. Okay. So this is when the threat is so big. You just want to escape, fight or freeze. And my goal for you is that as I coach you through this is for you to have very few moments where you shift to the survival part of the brain. It may still happen, but the work that I teach is proactively, constantly, daily doing practices and things that support you. So your stress level goes down. So you don't get to that 10 out of 10 anymore. So we are going to be talking about that middle, that emotional part of the brain today, because when you are in the emotional part of the brain, the thinking brain is offline. It's shut off. You are feeling agitated, frustrated. Your emotions are over-exaggerated. You say things like always and never. You say things that you regret. You kind of don't care about the other person. Have you ever said the phrase, I don't care what you want. I don't care what you're saying right now. You got to listen to me because this is what I want to say. That's because you are in that emotional part of the brain. And when we are in that part of the brain, we cannot learn new skills and we can't take in any information. We can't even we can't problem solve. We can't rationally solve an issue. And if we continue to stay in that state with any added stressor, unless we relieve some of that stress, it's going to lead us to the survival part of the brain and to the explosive part of the brain. So when you are noticing in your words, in your attitude, in your tone, that you're feeling agitated, you're frustrated, you're starting to say some mean and rude things to your kids. What do you do? What do you do in that moment? So that's my question to you. What, what do you normally do? Continue to stay in that state, eventually blow up and then feel so much mom guilt and shame for overreacting and saying hurtful things. Now close your eyes for a second. Take a breath. How do you actually want to respond? Do you want to respond with a calm and peaceful demeanor and respond with kindness and love just like Jesus would? Is that how you want to respond? Because that's how I want to respond. How do you really want to respond? And what's going to help you get there? So what I teach in my program, in my coaching method, is that when you are under stress like that, if at all possible, if physically possible, communicate needing a break and walk away. You absolutely need to, when your nervous system is so dysregulated, you need to calm your nervous system to calm down. Okay. Oftentimes we hear the word, oh, go calm down. But how, who taught you how to calm down? Oftentimes we were never taught as kids. Well, because our parents didn't even know how. And there's so many ways to calm your nervous system. But if you're under stress, if at all possible, remove yourself from that situation. Go to the bathroom. Take some deep breaths. Deep breathing is calming to the nervous system. It sends a safety signal to your thinking brain. That's why be 
deep breathing works. Okay, pacing back and forth. Do some push-ups on the counter or on the wall that physical energy release helps you move those emotions through your body. There's this phrase that I heard, emotions move through motion. So oftentimes when we have an intense emotion like anger and frustration, it is really helpful to first release that emotion through motion. And you could be, um, I have so many episodes on this, but like you could crumple paper and throw it on the wall. I have those wool balls, dryer wool balls that you can throw on the wall. You can do push-ups, you can do pacing, you can go jump jump up and down. Um, You can uh, go for a walk if you can, if possible. Sometimes if I can't leave the house, I will just go pace back and forth, splash some cold water on your face, that sensory input. Um, You can, once you release it in like a physical way, sometimes just deep breathing, laying down, closing your eyes, visualizing a safe place. For me, also an affirmation, a statement works really well. This is what it is right now. I don't like it and I'll get through it. I'm okay. I am safe. I got this. I can handle this. This is hard. Jesus, please help me. And I, I pray like as a believer, as a Christian, I pray. I'm like, God, I'm so frustrated right now. Please help me to remain calm and collected. When you pray, that is another way to calm your nervous system. That is also calming to your nervous system. You're inviting God into it. You're asking him for support and help and guidance. But I would encourage you to remain in that place until you calm down. Okay. Sometimes you need to ask your spouse to take over if they're present. Say, Hey, I need to take a break. Please be with the kids. I'm feeling so frustrated and agitated and overwhelmed right now. I need to calm down. By the way, when I teach you in my program, I teach you a way to create space for this. What I mean by that is we're going to be looking at your schedule and your day-to-day life and things that are not serving you and the commitments that you have that are not serving you. Because if you're overcommitted and you're constantly writing, go, 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 go from one place to another, you will not have the space in your day to create this time for yourself to calm down and you're constantly going to be overreacting and that's not because you're a bad Christian that's not because you have a spiritual problem it's because your nervous system is completely overwhelmed and overloaded and you're so stressed out and you have no time to decompress okay God created you with limits you have limits and you need to respect those limits and honor those limits. Yes, there's mindset work that comes in with how to manage your thoughts. And we're going to be teaching you that too. I will be teaching you the skills when it comes to that. Like in the heat of the moment, how do you change your thoughts? But if you're chronically overwhelmed and stressed out and your nervous system is just completely overwhelmed, it's going to feel so much harder and it's going to feel insanely hard. And that is why you feel like you're constantly failing and saying things that you regret because you're chronically overwhelmed and stressed out. And you don't realize that if you stay in that state, you will be overreacting. You need to remove yourself from the chaos and the overwhelm to calm your nervous system down, to send a safe signal back, safety signal back to your brain for it to recognize I am safe. I'm okay. Everything is okay. (sighs) Now I can respond in the way that I want to. 
one of the tools that I heard is imagine that like your pastor is standing there <laughs> listening to your conversation. Oftentimes we are a lot more patient and reserved when there's other people around us. Why? Because we don't feel safe. Oh my gosh. I, my husband sent me this funny video and it said, oh, this is so true. So true. Patience is what you have when there are too many witnesses. I'm like, oh my goodness, so true, right? Like we respond in church around other people way differently than we do behind closed doors. Why? Because we feel safe at home. One of the things I do with my spouse and with my kids is say, I need to take a break. I feel angry right now. I feel overwhelmed. I need to leave and take a break so I don't say or do something that I regret. And you know it still happens. Sometimes I still make a mistake and do mess up, but my one of my action plans is in heated moments when I feel overwhelmed, overstimulated, when I feel that I am not responding in the way that I want my kids to remember, in the way that's modeling Christ to my children, I need to take a break and I need to walk away. That is my game plan. That is what I do. I communicate needing a break. Why? Because I know that so much of that stress, it's going to keep building up in my brain. I eventually will reach my breaking point. So I need to walk away if physically safe. If I need to put my kids on screens, I do that. If I need to ask my husband to step in, I do that. If I need to just step outside and take some deep breaths and some fresh air and look at the birds, I do that. I do what I need to do to support myself so that I can re-enter and show up as a mom that I want my kids to remember. I don't want my kids to remember me screaming and yelling at them. I don't want my kids to think that I am a momster, nor do I want to feel like that. So how can I support myself? And sometimes it's practical, actionable things. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's mindset work. And I teach you the combination of all of those and how you can use all of those in your day-to-day life. I teach you the practical application in my coaching program, my friend, if this is something that you're struggling with, you are leaving a legacy with your children. It's either a positive or negative. You are literally the most important person in their life that has the most impact on them. So don't you want to leave a positive impact on your children? Don't you want to have a good relationship with them? Because when we say hurtful things, when we feel angry, we damage those relationships. And I want to let you know there's hope for you. With God's help and my support, we can help you overcome this. Yes, there's work required on your end, obviously. But are you willing to live like this for the rest of your life? Or are you in a place where you're ready to take some action and make some changes? In the show notes, there's a link for you to take a look over my coaching program. And if you are ready to take the next step and invest into yourself and actually your whole family, your well-being, your children's well-being, your relationship with your spouse, because it's going to all improve. It's not just you. You're literally investing into your whole family because you are the foundation of this family. You are the most important person to your children. You matter. How you feel matters. And your energy 
seeps into the rest of the family. If it's negative, it's radiating through the home. If it's positive, it's also radiating through the home. My friend, the link is in the show notes to book a clarity call with me. Let's get on a call, figure out if my coaching program is for you. I cannot wait to connect with you and help you with God's help transform your life, my friend. Until next time. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.